Welcome to Jesus Dates. I really was angry at God thinking like, man, God, why did you bring me through all of this? Why did you bring me through all six years of school? Why did you um, allow me to do super well in school? Why did you let me think that I was like top notch? And all of a sudden you bring me to the gate and it's closed in my face like twice. where we hear real stories of how God is moving in the lives of very real people. Whether he's led them to a mountaintop experience or a long walk through a valley, we get to hear all about it right here on Jesus Dates. Um, hi, my name is Karen. Um, I was born in Newark, New Jersey. Um, and I've lived in Florida for oh, 23 years. So I moved here when I was two. Wow. Okay, so what's something else that we need to know about you? Something else. Um, like, what do you want us to know about you? Okay, I feel like I'm a person that says yes to everything, mm-hmm. which is terrible. Um, but there's a purpose to it sometimes because I just, I don't know, Molly, I always have this thing where I want to help and I want to say yes. But then I always, I say yes too many times to things, um, which is which is good. Yeah. And bad most of the time. So you're a yes man. I'm a yes man. Or you're a yes lady. I'm a yes lady. I love it. So I've asked you to share one story with me about how God has worked in your life or how you've seen him be alive and active in your life. And so for you, what's that story and where does it begin? Sure. It starts in December of 2017 when I graduated from school. Um, But I, I really think it has its roots back when I was um, a kid. So break that down for me a little bit. Okay. What, uh, so what happened when you were a kid? Sure. Uh, I think growing up, I and it's funny because I realize this about myself now, not when I was a kid before, but um, when I was a kid, I there's different things that happened. Um, or I was raised in a certain like family dynamic that made me the way I am today, as with everyone. Okay. Um, so I wasn't, I think pretty much the whole thing was I didn't really know who I was until I got out of college. Okay. Yeah. Cause I feel like I was just kind of living in this bubble, living in like this shelter that my parents made. I mean, they're, they're super good parents. They really care for me, but I was just living so protected that I didn't know like who God was or who I was or what I like to do. So that's your upbringing. You're saying like that stems from when you were a kid up until the end of college yeah yeah so that and also like my relationship with my parents was really um out of whack growing up so i mean like i said we respect them but also um there's just something odd with my parents and i where they're not the most emotional kind of people um so i think there was a big dynamic between us where there was a huge conflict because i was born in America, I was the only one in my family that's born in America. My oh, brother, really? yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, my brother was born in Philippines. My parents were all born in Philippines, um, and I and so I think that there's this huge like conflict between the cultures where you know I'm I'm Filipino, but I'm more American because I grew up here. So, man, Molly, it's so it's crazy to think because um, I would have a lot of like American friends in school, and I would go hmm. over to their house, and I would see how their parents like interact with them, and it's so different, like compared to my house. So, not really? saying that they're bad, yeah, but it's just very it it opens my eyes to a lot of things that I I didn't realize about them or realize how I grew up. Because so. in your household, did it feel like it was two different cultures? Um, it felt well in my house. It felt like it was like one culture, like you're you're purely Filipino, so like 
and everything that goes with that culture. And then once I step out of the house, it's like a completely different world. Oh, I yeah. see. Yeah. So I think mm. um, just to kind of give more detail about that, like my parents are just very, um, they're not as emotional. So um, to them, like hugging and kissing and like saying I love you is is not like a daily thing. It, it wasn't even like a weekly or a monthly thing. I mean... Yeah. They, they, the way they show love is more like provisional. So like giving me tuition or oh, giving me money, things like that. Like uh, making sure that my closet door is fixed, like making sure I am able to live physically. But in regards to like emotions and um, spirituality, it was something that I think I was craving since I was a kid. Wow. So, okay. So yeah. when you would see, you said that one of the biggest differences you'd see when you saw your like, American friends and their American parents, right? Like, would you see, I guess, like, emotion between them and then wonder, like, wait, why am I not getting that? Yeah, or- I would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think all the time because I would go over to my friend's house and, you know, their mom would kind of, or their dad, I think this is the big thing, their dad would come home and play with them and, like, um, spend time with them and, and um take days off work, not watch TV, and just spend time with their kids. Whereas in my household, after my dad comes home from work, he's super tired, and he it, it just wasn't it wasn't there. Like, he's the kind of person um, that would just watch TV and just just sit there and not, not really talk to you. Like, he would say hi, but after that, it's just, I'm just sitting on the couch, and there's no really big relationship there. So, okay. Yeah, so I think that was a huge thing growing up. And, man, I remember um, <laughs> I would watch... Uh, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I would watch YouTube videos of like military families um, and the the military people would come home and their kids would be super like excited to see them. Yeah. And um, they would just cry and like, you know, it's there's always scenarios where like the kid is in class and then their their dad from the military comes in like like, surprises. Yeah. And, you know, it's so weird growing up. I would watch those all the time. Really? I would. And it's so weird. Like, I feel like that's such an odd thing to say, but I think I would watch it just because like I liked (laughs) I liked crying about it because it was something like I loved seeing like families i love seeing kids with their dads or with their parents and being super emotional because i think that's something like not to sound super like pitiful but yeah that's something that i always wish i had like i know my dad was yeah. there for me i knew that he loved me my parents did love me but that whole like i'm your daughter and you're proud of me kind of kind of thing was just yeah. something that was was always something i've never had a grasp on wow yeah, yeah. it's kind of odd but yeah. So then, okay, so with all this happening, like, throughout your lifetime, and yeah. then it brings you to your graduation of December 2017. Yeah. Then uh, what happened? Um, yeah, so graduating, um, I was, I think I was on cloud nine after graduating. So the school I, I've, I graduated from, I've been there for about um, six years. So I had my associates there and my bachelor's and, um, I just had my master's. And I I say all that just to say that I, I, I graduated with a sense of, of pride because I knew that a lot of the times I was so proud of my academics. And I think growing up in a Filipino household too, or in the culture that I was, that I was in, um, a lot of the emphasis was on academics and how I did in school where your your worth kind of seemed 
Like it was based on academics and how well you okay. did in school. So anyway, graduating um, from my master's um, was was a super proud moment for me because I thought in that moment, like, man, my parents must be super proud of me. Like I, I graduated at a young age or, or whatever it is. And I was good in school. I was I graduated at the top of my class as National Honor Society, things like that. I mean, yeah. things that I never thought of until now. I, I hate talking about these things, but I think it's just such a basis for for what's to come. Um, okay. For the story that's, yeah, that so I was really involved. are all those things like your identities? Yeah. You're, like, you're the yes person, you're the straight A student. I think so, yeah. Um, so after I graduated in December of last year, um, we, our whole class of 28 of us were supposed to take the board exam for occupational therapy. So we're all scheduled at different times. Um, some of us were scheduled, were scheduled like in February and in March. So between December and February or March, we were all just studying. So everything was, was fine. And yeah, everything was kind of perfect until then, I would say, because I, um, I already had a job. So I was super pumped and I think super proud of myself because, I interviewed for a job before my board exam, and some people can do that. Okay. Yeah, so I was able to grab a job and get an interview at a really good place um, that specialized in um, the neurological population, which I loved. And I, I think I was just so proud of myself just because I never thought I could do that, even before my board exam. So I was already training um, as a, a full-time therapist before my boards. Okay, so yeah. you are pretty excited about it, Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I really thought, like, man, everything's, like, cruising along well, and I'm going to be, like, perfect yeah in the future yeah so what happened um so i before i found out my results i was training for two weeks at the job that i got um, and it was a super super crazy job where it was really intense and i remember coming home just so um so tired from it but just super pumped that every day i would be able to work here so i remember um a, a good friend of mine who was in my class we were communicating um through text that day because we knew that that was a day where we would find out okay. about our board exam and that was that day I remember I couldn't sleep because I really thought like man this is the day where like my life starts I can get my license I can move out I can um, start working and just be a full-fledged adult and be independent as much as possible and so I remember uh, my friend texting me and texting me and saying hey the scores are up and so I remember being in a in a patient's room like I was like literally training as an OT and I I told my preceptor um, hey, I'm, I'm going to go to the bathroom and I'm just going to kind of take five minutes if that's okay. And she's like, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. And I thought like, okay, I'm just going to, I don't want to tell her what's happening. I want to surprise her with the good news. So I remember getting my phone out and walking out of the hospital, like in the front of the hospital. And I remember um, looking on my phone at the website where you get all the scores. And then, so my friend said, whenever you find out it would it would say OTR so okay. it means occupational therapist registered um, and at that time um, I was already an occupational therapy assistant so on the website it, it says that but when you when you look on it if if I were to pass it would say OTR so I remember looking for it and I and I didn't see it and I thought, oh, this is so weird. Like, where is it? So I would like go to all the tabs on the website. And I thought like, no, man, this is this is weird. Like, how come I'm not seeing anything? And then I remember like fumbling through the website and then finally getting to a tab where it says like the results. And I remember seeing the date of my exam. And then it says the status and it says that I failed it. <laughs> so I remember seeing that, Molly, and I... 
I remember like freezing because I I didn't know what to think. And and the thing was, I wasn't like super um, gung ho on like, man, I I really believe I'll pass. It's it's not that like I I definitely know that there were some things I could have studied better, but I just remember like the first thing that went through my head at that moment was man, what are people like going to think of me? And like everything that I worked up to this point is like all gone. And, and it was, it was weird wow. because I was, I was in my scrubs. I had my ID badge on. I was standing in front of the, like the hospital that I was training for. Um, and they already took me on. And when they took me on, um, when they hired me two weeks before, they were saying like, Karen, we really love you, but it's contingent your staying here is contingent upon you passing. And I said, yeah, of course. I totally understand. And so, you thought that you are going to pass. Yeah, yeah. I, I I, really did. I mean, I didn't think I knew everything. But at the same time, I really thought, no, I'm... That phrase, like, hey, you're Karen. Like, everything's going to be perfect. So that that was the statement mm-hmm. that was going in my head. Like, no, of course, everything's going to go well. Everything already has. Um, and so I remember when I saw that I had failed, I, I had no idea what to think. Did you tell people or did you hide it as long as possible or what Um, happened? I definitely hid it. I didn't want to say anything to anyone just because I I didn't want to break that. Like, I think it was just all my pride, Molly. It was really, I didn't want people to think different of me because I I knew I had this image um, that people really liked. And I thought that, man, if they knew that I had failed, like, what are they going to think of me? So I remember standing outside the hospital, like with my phone in my hand with with the status saying failed and i really thought like shoot do i walk back in this hospital and like continue working or do i just like walk away i have like i have no idea what to do um so i just remember wow. talking to my manager and um telling her and i've never felt i think i've never felt so lost really so so when you told her was she like hey you can pack up your stuff and leave because because you said it was contingent off of if you passed the board exam right like if you worked there yeah so um i remember telling her and she was super sad and i i feel like she was she was her face was getting red because she even said she said karen this has never happened before and i thought (gasps) to my head like man that doesn't help me at all and i thought oh, oh gosh no. like this is so oh, bad i'm like sitting in like the manager's office and i just failed my board exam i don't know what to do from here and like there i've never like gotten fired from a job before so um yeah so she she said you know just go home and and relax like i know you're going through a lot so just go home and and i'll contact you and i said okay so i remember coming home and I remember going to my mom and I remember like sobbing and also like having no emotions because I, I just didn't, I think I was so broken to the point where I didn't know what was going to happen. So I remember going home and I remember that day going online because I was just in a rush to to really kind of like erase what had happened. So I remember going home and going on the website and getting out my credit card and like paying another $550 and planning to take the board exam again okay from like 30 days from now yeah yeah so at that time i was already i was already half a month in okay so the time that i found that i had failed i planned to take my board exam again and i scheduled it in the next two weeks okay yeah which was probably a dumb idea but i did that because i i just wanted to do it as fast as possible and i didn't want my job to wait were they were they going to give you a second chance 
Um, yeah, it's well, so actually when I got home, I got a text that night, that same night from my manager saying, hey, Karen, come back tomorrow and we're going to talk about it. We found out a way for you to work while you're um, preparing for your next board exam. Okay, so yeah. they're still going to like they somewhat were. keep you on. Yeah, and, and which was, it boggled my mind and it was, I think that was like the first um, touch of grace that I felt at that point because I was just so, I was just so numb. And so lost, and I thought, like, yeah. man, they're gonna give me a chance when they weren't supposed to. Yeah, they they really said um, that they they weren't gonna let me work if I didn't pass. And so now that I didn't pass, um, their their choice to keep me on was was uncalled for. I mean, it yeah. was it wasn't expected from me. And then what happened? Yeah, so I remember driving to Tampa, which from here is about two and. A, Two, two hours, one and a half to two hours. And I remember taking the exam. And um, so there are um, about 170 multiple choice questions in the exam. So there's like this first part that's like scenario based. And then after that is 170 questions. So I remember, I distinctly remember being on question like 25. And I remember freezing because I didn't know the answer to that question. And it's crazy because I've never frozen on a test ever in my life. Um, And I remember like trembling, I remember trembling and I remember freezing and getting like super nervous and super scared and I start sweating and my whole body starts like um, shaking and I'm looking at my hands, looking at my body thinking like, dude, I don't know what's happening, like this is so crazy. And in my head, I, 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 I distinctly hear like voices, like my own voice in my head saying, Karen, like you lost your job already or like you, you, you lost all the approval of your parents, you, you lost everything like you you don't know the answer to this question and it's and i remember it sounds funny to say but i remember looking at the question that i was trying to figure out and it got blurry and like i was sort i'm sort of starting to like black out because i i was getting so scared wow were you having like a panic attack i was yeah and so it's it's crazy because i didn't know at that time that it was a panic attack i thought i was just freaking out yeah um but later on i found that it was a panic attack so at that point i remember like like leaving like the desk like just kind of pushing my my chair like maybe a few feet away and i remember like praying to god and at that point like i i was praying to god but i wasn't like really seeking him i was just saying like god come on you you have to help me like because i'm gonna lose everything yeah dude like you have to come and clutch you have to like take the wheel now because yeah. i i can't i have no idea like Jesus, i've never take the wheel <laughs> no really yeah. yeah because i remember like thinking oh karen you have to leave you have to leave this room like i i wanted to leave the room i didn't even want to finish the test and it's crazy because i i needed that test i needed the the passing score to move on with my life but i got i got super frozen and super scared but i kept going and i remember having like two seconds for the last question but i finished it okay yeah so, so you I finished, finished the it. test you got it you got through all the, <laughs> yeah, the panic attacks yeah wow so afterwards were you like okay that was rough but i made it yeah yeah i've thought like man that was really really bad that was a bad experience but i really thought i really thought dude that i had it like man that was a lot better than the other test and um at that time, when I took my second board exam, um, I was supposed to wait like four days. So I remember every day thinking like, oh, in four days, I'm going to find out and my, my life is going to start again. Like no one's going to ever know about this blip. And so four days come and I'm still at work, still training. And I remember being really excited because I was waiting um, to look online to tell my, my instructor that I passed. 
And I, I looked and I remember documenting um, for a patient and I looked at my phone and then I found out that I had I'd failed again. Now what? Yeah, so when I found out that I had failed again and this time I, I failed by 15 points. So the first time I failed by 5 points, which is like oh. a question or two. And this, the second time I failed by 15. So that's... I, so I did worse, apparently. I did worse and it was probably because of... Um, my panic attack, but also um, other stuff that I, I wasn't sure. So I, I remember looking at it to answer your question. I remember looking at it and thinking like, man, I I have no idea like what to do from here. Like literally, I, I don't know where to walk. I don't know whether to turn left or right. I, I, I think I was just so numb. Um, and I just remember just going home and crying and thinking like, I don't, I don't know what to do from here. I don't know if I should take it again. I don't know if I'm meant to be an occupational therapist. Did you think of switching? I did. Yeah, man. I really thought like, and and this sounds funny, but I really thought, man, what do I do? Like, should I be an Uber driver? Should I? I really thought (laughs) that. Um, Should I just like find something else? I Maybe I'm not meant to be in this field. And it's crazy because it's like all the stars were pointing for me to be in that field. Like everything just went smoothly. And then for me to not pass the board exam twice it made me like rethink like okay karen are you are you supposed to be in this field are you supposed to do this are you supposed to help people and i just remember feeling really crushed because i really was angry at god thinking like man god why did you bring me through all of this why did you bring me through all six years of school why did you um, allow me to do super well in school? Why did you let me think that I was like top notch and all of a sudden you bring me to the gate and it's closed in my face like twice? And why why have you hmm. forsaken me in this? Like I I don't get it. And it granted Molly, mostly everyone in my class, like all 27 of them were passing. And oh, I rem- so you were just seeing your friends yeah. pass. Yeah, yeah. And I remember, like, you know, social media, I remember looking on Facebook and seeing their statuses, saying, like, oh, praise God, I passed. Like, And it's like, you know, it's a picture and it's a huge status saying, like, thank the Lord, I was, I was, I went through it. And, you know, I, I was happy for them. It's not like I was, I mean, of course I was jealous, but I was really happy for my, my classmates because we, we went through it. We went through the grind yeah. together. Yeah. yeah. Was it tough when they're like, Praise Jesus, he helped me pass. And then you're like, wait, wait, Jesus, but you forgot me. Yeah, no, really. I, I, and that's exactly what I thought. I thought like every time I read a status or every time I read like an Instagram post about them like getting their, their license, I thought, man, like what about me? I, I feel like God answered everyone's prayers, but he, he forgot about mine or he forgot mm-hmm. about me. And I really thought to myself like, man, I've, I have done uh, ministry and I've done like so well in school, but like, God, is this how you repay me kind of thing? So that was a really tough. So are you, are you an Uber driver now? (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I'm not. Um, I mean, cause like, so after this and you're like, Hey, should I switch? Did you, did you switch or did you keep going? No, I didn't switch. I wanted to switch. I, I really was thinking of different things, but I didn't because I something inside of me just told me, Karen, you just got to keep going. Like, I know you've never really felt this amount of failure before, um, but you, you just have to keep going. And, I, and for the first time, Molly, I really was so happy about their support because for the first time, they were 
really behind my back. Not saying that they weren't, but emotionally, they were really um, there for me. I remember for the first time, um, and it sounds so weird, but for the first time in, in literally like 10 years, as odd as this sounds, I remember my my dad hugging me for like the first time in in i don't know since i was like five because oh he felt goodness. so bad for me <laughs> he felt yeah. so bad so so they weren't they weren't upset at you for failing instead they were showing support they were yeah and and that was crazy for me to think because um i just remember my my parents changing a lot of their ways ever since i failed it twice Wow. Yeah, so, so and me changing my ways too. Yeah. So, yeah. So um, wh- like what did you do when he hugged you? Were you thinking, "Whoa, whoa. This has not happened." Or Yeah, I you know, I I didn't know what to think. I remember crying and I tried to hide my tears after he like let go of me so he wouldn't see. But I mean, in that hug, it it really meant everything. Um just because I knew that they were they were still supportive and they were really behind me. Um, and yeah, so even throughout that time, between the time I was, between the time that I failed my second exam and the time that I were to take my third board exam, so many things have happened in those, um, those months. So I took two months for me to prepare to take my board exam again for the third time. So, so in that two months, I, I did a lot of stuff that were very different. Like I didn't, I studied, I really did study, but I took a lot of time for myself because I feel like I, I never did um, just because I was involved in different things and it was just so weird for me to spend time with myself and learn what I like to do. But also in that, I spent a lot of time with my family, which I didn't. And so um, at that time, I was living at home and for the first time in, um, actually for the first time ever in my life, my parents finally started to do worships at home which was never, never at all a thing at my house. Like that was super rare. And that's weird because, you know, we're, we're, um, we're Christians and I'm a third generation Adventist and yeah, we've never done worships. And it's weird because I'm involved in ministry and I'm involved in different things, but I just never sought out God really on my own. Wow. So, so you were seeking God out on your own and also your family was like having spiritual time together. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I really thought that, if I were to pass, like during this time when I was preparing for my third board exam, I really thought that if I had to pass my second time, these things would have never happened. And I remember one worship specifically because my dad was just super happy for me that I was taking it again. And for the first time in my life, like this is another first time, Yeah. Um, my dad volunteered to pray for me. And that was that was such a crazy thing because I've never I've never heard my dad pray in my life. Wow. Unless it was like a forced prayer that he had to read like for church or something, but it's just because I've never seen my dad do something voluntarily like for God. But I remember that worship where he knelt down, he was like, "No, I I want to pray. I want to pray for Karen." And he prayed for me and did you cry? I I did. I did. And yeah, because it's like a, whoa, that's a huge yeah, moment for you. Yeah, and you know what? At that time, I I remember in my head thinking, I remember that Bible verse that said, God will grant you the desires of your heart. And I knew that the test was like a desire of my heart. Me passing was a desire of my heart. But deep down inside, I finally recognized that 
a deep desire that God really implanted in my heart was um, the connection I had with my family. And oh, yeah, so it's like he used he used he my failures. Used, yeah, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, I I really think he did. And at that time, I was starting to believe like, man, maybe there's a purpose of me failing. Like maybe God was just letting me fail not once but twice for certain reasons. You know, it was crazy because I just remember reading the Bible like for the first time on my own. Like I would read it for school. I would read it for like worships, like to lead something. I would read it for other people. I would read it during like dorm ministries. But for the first time, I've I've read it for myself because I was just like, I needed something. Like I needed to seek like, who is this God that I've been quote unquote preaching about, but I don't, I don't know anything about. So I, I read um, Hmm. the book of Genesis and I read the book of Joseph and that really touched me because it talked about how he had so many crazy things happen to him. Like his brothers sold him, they put him in a pit. Um, he became a really uh, good leader in Egypt, but then um, he was betrayed and he was put in like in jail or in another pit. And it said in in my footnotes in the Bible, it, it was teaching me like um, throughout all of the stuff that Joseph was going through, like God was was planning something for him. It was for his family to get better. Um, and it was, it was the same thing that I was thinking for myself. Like, man, maybe that's the same thing for me. Like God is putting me in different pits that I never thought I would be in. That I never in a million years thought I would like fail the board exam twice. Not to say I was like super smart, but I just, I would have never thought that that would like happen. But it made me think, it gave me hope before my third test. Um, and it made me think like, Karen, God is planning something and and you just don't, you don't know it yet. Wow. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. He's putting me in different pits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's planning something. So, did you pass it? <laughs> I did. Oh. <laughs> Yay, Yay, finally. I did, yes. I found out, like, a week after. And, yeah, it was such a good feeling. But, you know, instead of feeling super proud of myself, I was just feeling more grateful. Cool. And I really thought that man god you're the one who helped me pass like the first two times and throughout my school like it was all me and i really thought like karen it's it's because you did well it's because you were so good at this but then when i finally sought god out for myself and i thought that he was with me then that was when i passed i had lost like my family and i had lost my job and i had lost the test but ever since i had finally passed um, with God's help, I, I had kind of, in a way, gained everything back, um, in different different measures. You're just like straight up Job. He like um, loses everything and then gains it back like double. Yeah, and that's how it felt like, man. It felt like I had lost everything when I walked out of that hospital um, without a badge. Like everything was mm-hmm. gone, like my identity and who I was. But then after. After all of this has passed, um, I feel like I had gained everything back in such a, a greater manner. Like it, like God gave it back to me. It's like He was saying, "I'm just gonna hold it for now." Like you're you're yipping and yapping about your life, and you're thinking like you lost everything. But yeah. Karen, really, I like have it in my hands, and I'm gonna give it back to you. But I'm gonna give it back like even better. Whoa, God is good. And there's a lot of times, I think, in my life and in a lot of people's lives where things don't make sense. 
and you feel like you're in the pits, but really God is is still working and you may not know when he's gonna like give you your plan back, but he's he's going to and he's gonna he's gonna give it in a way that you, you never expect. like to share your story of how God is working in your life, leave us a message on our Jesus Days voicemail number 218-656-0540 or send us a message on our Instagram page at The Current Ministry. This podcast is brought to you by The Current Ministry, music by Azrael Post, and this is your host Molly Duper, thanking you for joining us. And until next time, grab a friend, a cup of joe, and go have your very own Jesus date. Balut. Oh, Balut. Yeah. Oh, so that's, no, okay. that's pretty close. Um, it's <laughs> so it's something growing up that my mom said you should always eat in the dark. So pretty <laughs> much, it's um, it's a uh, it's an egg. It's a chicken that's not fully like formed it's the embryo of a chicken so you eat it um you crack the egg and it's like fully it's it's the egg and then the chicken's inside but it has the beak and like the feathers but it's not fully formed so it's not like really hard and stuff but you eat like the whole thing have you eaten no dude i wish i actually wish i did so it's like a street food in the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. So if you eat it, you're you're pretty much hardcore, but yeah. I'm not well, hardcore yet. It can be a 2019 goal. <laughs> Dude, it should. It's really salty, I heard, but you should eat it in the dark so you don't look <laughs> at it. So we can do that. <laughs>